Last time on the Reroll Podcast, Groth makes a significant request of the group. You're talking about exercising a god from a dragon god's soul. It's bound to be the biggest job you've ever done. Seems he asked the right people. I have your back. Shadow kind of pats your head. I don't know what I would lose from helping you. This is something I've been chasing my whole life. Also, um, there might be like like dozens of thousands of zombies. Star offers Kevin a new purpose. How would you feel about being around people again? Sure. Fuck okay. it. I've got nothing <laughs> going on here. <laughs> Trouble returns to Brambleton. The Hell Riders came back last night and... Fuck. See Louie writhing in the dirt. Star takes that trouble by the horns. This does not happen anymore. Do you understand me? The crowd is silent, but you can see in their faces something's changing in Brambleton. And Flint seizes the opportunity to bolster the efforts of the resistance. Flint's gonna sketch a quick map to just like a random spot in the woods nearby. Midnight, bring mm-hmm. weapons, don't be followed. How will the Hellriders handle their defeat in the court of public opinion? What will the party do with this opportunity to turn the tides of Brambleton? Let's find out. Welcome back to the Free Roll Podcast. Oh, I have a good icebreaker. Nobody else already had one. Go for it. Um, what's like the dumbest thing that your parents caught you doing when you were a kid? You can't be masturbating. That one doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> dumbest thing your parents caught you doing that's a hard yeah, one I'll, I'll go first um just because i thought i was thinking of it earlier uh one point um my mother caught me trying to jam not trying to actually did jam a like house key into an electrical outlet <laughs> and luckily i picked like probably the neutral side or whatever and not the hot side so that was fun oh i have one too um actually i have two short ones but um uh, me and my twin sister um we were my mom caught us playing in the dryer not with the door closed but like we're so small we're in there like tumbling like woo <laughs> and then um also we took her business stamp that she had for letters um and we stamped like the walls the blankets the be- like all the bedding everything in our entire room and she was so mad like it's such a distinct memory cuz she was so pissed but yeah i don't i guess i don't know if you would call mine dumb maybe sounds um we'll be the judge of that yeah Yeah, no no for sure um i (laughs) okay so when we were younger uh we lived in this little blue house close to like northeast tacoma it was great um and there were like little plum trees i think or some kind of trees all around and um my little brother love him (laughs) um I would take him around and just pick shit off of trees and be like, here, eat this. Is it good to go? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> so my mom found out I was doing that and she was like, you can't just have him eat shit. And I was like, he doesn't mind. <laughs> so that's why I don't, I don't know if it's me being dumb because I think that's pretty smart. <laughs> no, that's pretty great. I like uh, that. He was kind of dumb. I, I mean, if we want a really dumb one for me, I dialed 911 once just to see what happened and then they came to my house and it was like oh fuck <laughs> oh, that's that's what happens no yeah. <laughs> it's like oh shit that's cause and effect yeah <laughs> i didn't know <laughs> uh 
For me, it'd have to be the time I swallowed a quarter, got it lodged in my throat. <laughs> ah, uh, no. <laughs> how long was it there for? Oh, it was uh, overnight. I had to go to the hospital, and they had to put me under and pull it out with some pliers. Because they were worried it was going to flip and block my, my airway. Oh, right, yeah. But, that's, just, uh, that's exciting. I was like, oh, my quarter is dirty. I need to clean it while I was eating dinner. And I was like, so I dunked it in my milk. And then I pulled it out of the milk and I was like, oh, now it's got milk on it. So I put it in my mouth and accidentally swallowed it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I remember my dad holding me by my ankles over the toilet trying to shake it out. (laughs) Brennan, I I know you got a good one, especially because I know that you lived in Korea when you were like a tiny child. God, I've got so many. I actually. Yeah, I. I waited for my parents to get off the elevator when I was in Korea and I was maybe a year old waited for him to get off the elevator and then like hit every button on the elevator and then hit the door close button and it took it took him like a half hour to find me Um, (laughs) just chasing (laughs) have you seen a baby alone in an elevator (laughs) what uh an American baby oh yeah yeah that one yeah that's true Um, God, I don't know. What's, oh, man. What the fuck is that? I've done so much dumb shit, dude. I Okay, maybe the dumbest one that my parents ever caught me doing was um, there There was a, a bike jump near my house, or so I thought, and then there was a huge hill next to the bike jump, and I was like, oh, cool. If I go up this hill and then go, go, go down the hill and off the bike jump, I'll go, like, super far. When I say, like, it wasn't really a bike jump. It was like a sort of a speed bump but it was also directly behind this speed bump sized mound of dirt there was like a trash pit it wasn't even a trash pit it was like a scrap metal pit and i jumped over <laughs> yeah. it i wouldn't do this jump today um and i'm pretty fucking confident at 31 oh you were you were way too young to know no better yeah uh so anyways my bike and i got separated somehow midair and i landed on top of my bike with my rib cage ouch um and I'm goddamn lucky that I did because yeah. all the other options were tetanus, AIDS, who knows what. Just getting stabbed through the lung with a jagged piece of metal, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was stuff in there that definitely would have done it. I don't and know. After that, I... you immediately ran to the nearest elevator and pushed every single button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually one of the few times in my life that I, I just fell over. I was like, ow, I think you're, I think you're going to have to go get my mom. <laughs> there might be a problem here. <laughs> What about you, yeah. Tanner? I don't really have a good one for this. I didn't really, really yeah, I didn't smart? really get caught a whole lot. <laughs> That's huh? fine because I remembered my other one that was actually probably way funnier. Okay. Um, you know, like when you're a kid and I lay in, like, you know, it's all cold and you like pretend like you're smoking or whatever because your air is like, mm-hmm. you know, condensating yeah, or sure. your, your air, your, your breath is condensating. Um, I leveled that one up and the car was warming up and I went and took a fat hit off the exhaust pipe. I was oh like, Mom, my look, I'm smoking. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my God, I didn't know that. Oh I forgot God. about it until like a year or two ago. <laughs> Technically you were. Jesus. You were smoking gasoline, bro. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was so fucking, it makes me laugh like when Damn. I think about it. It's so funny. Zane <laughs> could have been the smartest man on this earth, but instead he killed off all those brains. But that was yeah. it, yeah. That, that changed everything. Where do you think you'd be right now if that didn't happen? Oh, on the moon or something. I don't know. So fucking piloting a spaceship to Mars. <laughs> Fuck but no. Elon Musk's right hand man reduced by some simple exhaust fumes. <laughs> this is why we need to go electric. That's true. Oh, good. I will say I did do something similar to that, though. Like, I didn't take a big hit. I went crouched down, 
next to it because it like, smells good. And my mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? And she, I was like, uh, I smelled cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of... <laughs> that was a really good vice <laughs> That was a really good one. Speaking of dumb decisions, we last left off with you guys deciding to speak out against the most prominent empire on the face of the earth. Or Rel, rather. Um, we last left off after all the chaos and fun with... Louis' interrogation and the fallout afterwards. Where we left off was about the end of the night. So I just wanted to touch base with you guys, clarify before we go any further. Is there anything else you want to do before you go to sleep tonight? And where are each of you sleeping? Uh, technically, I didn't speak out against the Empire. I'm pretty sure I bowed to it. Yeah. <laughs> I was the one who spoke out yeah. against it. We caused a ruckus, though. We caused a, a somewhat of a stir. A bit of a scene. Um, I guess I'll just try to get a room from Winthrop, if there's any available. Um, I think if Star sees you doing this, she is going to, uh... Did you ever get all your stuff out of this establishment? I think so. I thought you had a bunch of, I mean, you had several drawings. I think you have a yeah, room here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yeah, you might still have a room here. She's like, yeah, you How long like have we been gone for? 40 gold. <laughs> no, I... I Fairly it's, sure I probably would have grabbed all my shit. It's um, been probably about a week since the beginning of the campaign, I think. Wow. Maybe a little longer. Damn. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right. Yeah. Uh. Anyways, I think if Star sees you going to get a room, she'll probably um walk over to you and... Like, sort of in a quiet voice, I think she just wants to stand right next to you and say, like, if you don't mind, I would like to sleep in the the room with you because I have a shut the fuck up. She like she elbows you really hard inside. She's like because I don't want that asshole to try and steal me. I don't. I'm not a kid. I can't be kidnapped. I it's gonna catnap me or something. I don't fucking know. Don't worry, lass. I'll protect you. Start throwing up. I don't mean that in like a creepy way. I mean like I'll I'll protect you. Yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, sure. Room for two. Uh, yeah, you go up to Winthrop, and she... Actually, I'll just, I'll get rooms for everybody while I'm up here. Okay, how many rooms <laughs> are you getting? Room for five. Let's put, us, room for five. put all the beds <laughs> in the room. Your finest <laughs> cover, all gonna please. We're all sleeping in the bed Stardew style. Crawl, yep. everybody get in. <laughs> Do you have, uh, I mean, bunk beds here? <laughs> we have bunk beds going up to five, yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I call top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So, uh, how many rooms are you getting? Um, I don't know. Two. Two. I'm sure. Between there's five of us, right? Yep. Like we can make that work. Okay. Um, probably four. I'm probably passed out outside with Louis. Yeah, I remember you oh, right. saying yeah, you're, you you're, were staying you're out there. You're treeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- uh, two. Whatever. I don't know. Two. Okay. He's fine. Uh. You go up to Winthrop, ask for two rooms, and she says, Two wombs? Can we get two wombs? You go up to Winthrop and ask, May I have two wombs, please? Ooh, woo. (laughs) 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 Fucking cutting that out, that's for sure. (laughs) I'm going to make it my new sound alert. (laughs) I'm making my ringtone. 
<laughs> Tanner <laughs> saying ooh-woo. Yeah. <laughs> you go up to Miss Winthrop and ask for two rooms, and she says that'll be, uh, that'll be two silver, or, uh, uh, sorry, that'll be two gold for you. And she says, be careful. Quiet hours are after midnight. Sort of gives you a sly wink. Star throws up what? on her again. Why are you <laughs> winking at me? What do you mean? <laughs> are you insinuating that we've had some previous conversation slash engagement wink? Uh, yes, and she taps her pocket with the note in it. What's that? What you got in there? <laughs> the note about rebelling against the Empire. Ah, the rebellion. <laughs> I. <laughs> She's like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll give her, give her a nod. Okay, so who is sleeping where, and does anybody else want to do anything this evening? Uh, I think Shadow kind of just watches through the window and until people start going to bed and during that time we'll try to pilfer some food to eat uh but then once people look like they're going to bed assuming nothing happens with the evil people uh she's gonna go back to uh louis house that's his name louis yep uh in at this point, I'm assuming it's burnt down and the fire's kind of stopped. Mm -hmm. She's going to try to look through the wreckage to see if there's anything that looks like not money valuable, but like personal, sentimental. like sentimental. Yeah. Okay, uh, give me give me an investigation check. Five. You try to sort of walk the perimeter of this house and maybe Groth, you sort of half drunkenly with a dwarf who's asleep on your shoulder, look up and see Shadow looking around, but the embers are far too hot to be digging into at this point. Does she see Groth and uh, Louis? Definitely. He'll go over and just kind of curl up next to them. Or I did one plenty room. Okay. Flint, Bo, Star, are you guys staying in the rooms then? Yeah, Flint spends some time just, like, pouring over some notes and stuff that he has, um, that if anybody notices, the name Davy Elrin pops up several times. But he's just kind of keeping to himself in the corner at the desk, like, smoking his gross-ass cigar. Which has changed from, at some point it's transitioned from smelling like old spoiled milk to, milk to more like a, uh, a nice playful, like, um, like rancid cabbage kind of smell. Oh. Cabbage. Yeah, cabbage gar. Rancid. Which With doesn't, the, yeah. cabbage is natural sweetness. <laughs> yeah. God. <laughs> so tasty. <laughs> um, I think Star probably, uh, while that's happening, is likely in the other room with uh, Bo or wherever Bo is. I think she wants to talk to you for a bit, so. Um, yeah, Bo would probably be hanging out in the uh, bar and just kind of trying to be like a wallflower and just kind of listening, just having the opportunity to learn anything that we can, have a foot up in any situation, but try to blend in the background until returning to a room. Yeah, I think she'll probably wait until you are going to be returning to the room before she talks to you. Um... Like, she wants to talk to you behind closed doors. Okay. 
probably wouldn't be like too late before I decided to do that too. Here's my question. Who's the person who stays up the latest in the bar? Not necessarily well, in the room overnight, but just in the general bar area. Shadow didn't leave to search the house until the like bad guys went to bed. Okay, give me a Shadow only needs to sleep for like four hours or something, right? That yeah. is true. Give me a perception. Seventeen. Nice. Pretty good. One thing that I think you notice is where you've seen the Hell Riders in here beforehand, in fact, peering through this very same window, they are not as rambunctious as usual. They are not overwhelmingly drunk, and they seem to filter out with a bit of order to it. Two of them will leave, then the next two, then the next two. And the last person to leave this bar is Pavel Mikov. And before he leaves, he goes out front on the porch of the bar to enjoy some ground-up herb in his pipe, sitting, puffing on the embers in the darkness, contemplating. And he just kind of laughs to himself and nobody else is around to hear this except you shadow and he's just like <laughs> ah, finally some excitement puts his pipe away returns to the bar goes down to his most expensive room that is on the first floor shuts the door behind him and at this point, I think all that's left is Winthrop. It's about a quarter to midnight. She puts a couple glasses away, leaves out the front, starts walking in the darkness. And at this point, you went to Louis. The dark, the Hellriders that left before, they were going to rooms, right? Not like leaving? Uh, yes. <laughs> Though it was only about half the Hellriders in the bar. The other half seemed to be taking a watch around town. Two at each end, riders on archers, and you actually don't know where the other two are. And when she's going to Louis, she's trying to not be seen. That matters. Yeah, I think <clears throat> you could roll a stealth if you like, but I think at this point you're pretty confident that there ain't nobody out right now. Except for maybe Hell Riders. Except for the Hell Riders on watch, uh, though they're they're a ways away from you. Uh, okay. Except for maybe the two that you don't know, but they would but be I on don't the know horses. About them, yeah, and you make it to Louis, sure enough, and all that we said went down has gone down. So Bo and Star, you guys are in a room, and this is backing up a little in time. It's not quite as late as a quarter. <clears throat> excuse me, a quarter to midnight. Uh, what are you guys talking about? I think knowing that the guards, well, I guess, I don't know. Star is just going to make a point to talk very, very softly to Bo. Um, and she's going to pretty much say, I know tonight has been 
eventful. And I know that we got two rooms, but truthfully, I think that maybe the three of us staying in one room since the rest of our party has decided to split might be... might give us better chances should anything happen. I mean, truthfully, I'm saying this to protect myself. I was the one who stood out, not you guys. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. And if you don't feel that you would like to be involved with this, then I can appreciate you not wanting to uh, be near. But I don't want to be part of them. And Pavel wants me in his group. He tried to use suggestion on me to have me go out to some barn... Luckily, I was able to thwart him, but I fear our time may be short in this town. Perhaps everyone's time here may be short. That man is scary, and I don't think any of us have very long while he's around. Star, I have your back. You're a natural leader, and you are more than welcome to share my room if you want to. I think that um, I'd like to see if Shadow, too, would like some protection. And having the three of us might be a better situation. Star responds. Um, yeah, the girl may like to stay. Um, I was planning on staying in Flint's room, and if, I mean doesn't matter which room we choose, but I think at least three of us should be in some spot together. I'm sure if the girl isn't nearby somewhere, she probably went off to find the big one. So she may be okay for the night, but whatever your intuition is, I I am inclined to follow as well. If there's one thing I know about Shadow, she does as she pleases. I can't control... <laughs> Um, but, you know, I always put the offer out there. I want to keep all of us safe. So whatever you see fit, like I said, you're a natural leader. I'm fine with you taking the lead on this. And I'll be there to protect you if, if and to protect all of you if we need. Star gives a nod and sort of, like, claps you on the shoulder and she says, You're a good friend. A great ally. I do appreciate you. I'll take my leave. And she's going to head back over into uh, um, stinky cabbage room. <laughs> um, also, as a side note, yes, I'm sure the young girl is fine wandering alone in the dark in an occupied city. She'll find her way. I think Star she, has made it pretty clear that she thinks Shadow can take care of herself. She definitely can. Just on the whole, that's <laughs> yeah, a very yeah. funny concept. No, I totally agree. But, but Star the, absolutely sees it that way. Yeah, and from the beginning, like... Um, Bo's been trying to provide and be there for everything and it doesn't, it sometimes goes unanswered and he understands that at this point. Like, it, there's sure. nothing he can do to, like, to, you know, to, I don't even know the right words. Like, Shadow's to bring complete shadow. comfort of knowing she's safe. She just has to believe that she will be because she's proved herself to be very strong and has, you know, slit throats and things. I figure she'll be fine. She's yeah, always I mean, got to kill him. Just very <laughs> capable, I would say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And for lack of sound, um, like I'm a bigger me. nerd than I already am. Um, since we're rewatching Game of Thrones, she reminds me a lot of Arya. 
So we we snuck in one episode after Brendan got home. We like took a shower really fast, watched an episode, and then we were like, "Oh shit, okay, we we gotta go set up for D and D." Uh, before uh, Star goes, um, I'm gonna guess that we have rooms that share like a wall, maybe. Sure. I'm at, um, just say, um, do this knock uh, when you're in your room and safe, or you just knock on my door. Either way, but um, just so I know that you're okay and you're inside. If you're gonna be out and about anymore. Star nods and. Uh-oh. With that, she heads out of the door. Um, With Winthrop's thing and with uh, Donovan, were we doing that tonight or tomorrow night? What was your plan? Tomorrow night. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just wanted to clarify. I must have misunderstood, but that's totally fine. Well, because I thought you were saying it was probably... Somebody was saying it's probably in everybody's best interest if we, like, lay low for the for night, the night. And stay yeah. in town. That makes sense. And not be seen, like, lead... Yeah, because we might get followed back to wherever the lab or whatever it definitely makes sense okay so everybody going to bed then yeah flint's passed out on the desk mm-hmm. okay yeah the night passes on a thick layer of tension blankets this small village as if the silence before a storm. But Flint, you find yourself racked with a nightmare, something that stirs you in bed. And just to get this straight, Flint and Star are sharing a room. Bo, are you in the next room over or the same room? Uh, probably the other um, I don't know why. Just to make sure that there's someone in each of them. I don't know, because I didn't know where everyone else was going. I thought we were always going to shack up in the same room since there's only three of us. Oh, okay. I didn't know if, like, the others were going to join us at some point because that conversation never happened. I guess I wouldn't know. So, yeah. in that case, if I didn't know, I'd be with you yeah. guys then. Yeah. Mm. Okay. But the room is, like, probably paid for. Just in yeah, case. I think it's, yeah, here it's, it's paid open. For. Star yeah. probably, I don't know maybe stuffed the pillow or something under the covers to make it look like someone was asleep in there. But, uh, other than that, yeah. Do a little Lord of the Rings, the Nazgul come in and just re, re, re. That's actually a misconception. They just hate down pillows. (laughs) (laughs) Pillow fight, literally. Yeah, they actually rented that room. (laughs) Hashtag the pillows were not a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Share your thoughts with us. Write in. (laughs) Conspiracy Theory Podcast. But Flint, you think Conspiracy Lord of the Rings Theory Podcast? (laughs) (laughs) But Flint, you are racked by a nightmare. A strange, strange nightmare. Maybe not even a nightmare, but a dream. The hot sun beats down upon your sweat-covered brow. Your chest expands and contracts quickly with shallow breaths. You take the back of your hand to wipe off your perspiration, but the steel of your gauntlet burns the surface of your skin. You pivot, planting your plate boot in the desert sand, sinking slightly. Lying around you in this sandy plateau are a dozen butchered bodies. 
Snake-like features on otherwise humanoid corpses, they are sliced apart, twisted, dismembered, and destroyed. Oros! A man yells as he scrambles up the side of the steep dune you are standing on. Oros, you! He slides through a halt in the desert sand, pausing in his shining armor, his hood up to protect him from the oppressive sunlight. What? He scans the scene around before slowly looking up at you, making eye contact. What have you become? You look down as your hands tighten on the hilt of this beautifully ornate, golden, blood-soaked glaive. Is this the vengeance you wanted? The man asks. Is this the monster you wish to become? In one quick movement, you swing the weapon around easily with a single hand and point it towards the soldier. The blade is a mere inches from his face, and in an unfamiliar voice, you say, Do not call me a monster, my love. You suddenly wake up, standing in the middle of your dark room, and find yourself staring down the beautifully ornate golden hilt of your new short sword held point outwards in the exact same fashion as your dream, pointed directly towards Starlit Moonbow. And Starlit, from your point of view, you have woken up, and Flint was butt naked, <laughs> dancing around Not with his brand new short sword, silently murmuring to himself. And when you said his name, Flint... He turned the sword on you before opening his eyes. Star's like, not this shit again. Go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Star's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why aren't you wearing any clothes? It smells awful in here. <laughs> uh, I like to sleep in the nude, usually. <laughs> yeah, fuck, I figure that one out. Why are you pointing your sword at me? Go back to sleep that... before I fuck you up. Right. Flint, like, just kind of looks around the room, like, suspiciously. I'll do that. And kind of just, like, goes back over and sits back down at the desk. Star, like, in her pillow, she's like, it smells fucking gross in here. <laughs> Aside from a few bad dreams, the night passes without incident. I think Shadow and Groth, you probably wake up first at the dawn of the first light being outside. It's a bit chilly, being late fall, uh, when you wake up. What do you guys do? Louis. You awake, big man. No. He rubs his eyes, leans forward, looks at the rubble of his home and says, Oh, I said don't know. Ugh. I was kind of hoping it was just a dream. But I see it wasn't. No, Louis. You did the right thing in real life. Hell of a reward for it, I guess. I guess so. You remember what I said to you last night? We'll you build a better drink house. More oh, yeah. Also that. 
whatever, whatever you were about to say. <laughs> you said you could drink more whiskey than me, and you were right. How I also said, get your finger out of there, and I was like, uh, you're gonna have to make me. <laughs> <laughs> Things got a little weird last night. Is that what you call it? It's the last time I'm drinking vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, please, we need moving that. Moving on to vodkila. Whiskila, this time. No. A little after you guys, I think the sun starts peering into the room at the watering hole and wakes the other three of you up. What do you guys mm -hmm. want to do? I think Star... Probably... Just sort of, I, I would assume Star probably wakes up first. I think she's just going to sort of sit and just keep her eyes on the door and wait for the, everyone else to sort of get up. But okay. Eventually Flint peels his face off of the desk. He's like, ugh! ugh. Linus slobber and, just like from yep. the desk to your mouth. Still naked. <laughs> Warning. I don't, really, I don't think I slept that well that last night. Takes a slug of whiskey. <laughs> Star, go ahead and give me a perception check. Perception. Oh, that's good. Uh, nice sturdy eight. There's a bunch of racket going on downstairs. Sounds like somebody's moving stuff. You're not really sure what it could be, but it's incredibly distracting. Star, I think, at this point, then, probably. She is shaking awake Bo, and she's, like, asking both of you, sort of in that low voice, um, do you hear that? What is it? it I, just sounds like there's a lot of noise. I don't know, it's a tavern. There's lots of noises in taverns, usually. Yeah, but there's also dangerous people in this tavern. Well, let's go take a look. Oh, and then Flint looks down at the as exposed genitals, and I, right, hold on, and then goes and puts his armor on. Starts like, no, no, please go right ahead. <laughs> Don't tempt him. Please. Might might be better to air it out a little. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to seal in the flavor. Develop your own unique brand. Star looks over to Bo, and she's like, "I'm so sorry, I invited you in here. <laughs> All getting to know each other a little better tonight." <laughs> Meanwhile, Louis looks over to you, Groth, and you, Shadow, and is rubbing his head. And he says, What is all that racket? Oh, it's killer on the headache. And you guys hear loud sounds coming from the street in town. Shadow kind of looks up through her hair, covering her face from searching the house. And she's like, Maybe we should go check. Why are we so? Louis, you're not leaving my sight until we're home. Ugh. Give me a hand, big man. Reaches his arm out. It's incredibly hairy. I'll reach my hand out. It's incredibly big. And nude. <laughs> my hand you is also nude. Grab his entire forearm and <laughs> pop him up. I put mage armor on. <laughs> okay. Back at the watering hole, 
Are you guys leaving your room? Going in a group? What's what's happening? Give me the give me the marching order here. Flint will take point. If you guys are okay with that. Uh, yeah. Bo isn't sneaky, so, and he knows it, so he'll take up the back. In case okay. we were taking that approach, I'm not sure. Uh, Flint was just gonna walk downstairs unless anybody suggested otherwise. Yeah, and Star was sort of hoping to take the center anyway, just to sort of have someone between her and certain death. Sure. Oh. And Shadow is separating a little bit from uh, Louis and Groth. Okay. Everybody do a long rest just in case you didn't think about it like me. Oh shit, where's Crunch? <laughs> uh, you pull uh, him out of your ass crack. Crunch went back <laughs> with the... Um, Oh, right, he's, with, he's with Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is bold of you to trust Crunch with an automaton. <laughs> <laughs> We're trusting Kevin to look out for Crunch. It's the love yeah. story of oh. the century. We talked about this. They're going to get married. <laughs> Kevin, who hasn't left a room in 1,253 years. Where, yeah. And where does Crunch even have to go? He's like nothing without us at this point because we killed all of his friends, so he kind of has to. I don't, like I don't us think now. he likes uh, no. the people. Shadow's still really alive. No, not, not anymore, yeah. Yeah, it's a good fair point. Crunch has Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> well, he wouldn't have been able to get his head stuck, like unstuck from those bars if he wouldn't have helped him, so he really owes us. Yeah, if both of us uh... wouldn't have helped him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys like put his head back in there and close the bar? <laughs> no. Just something different. We just said we might. My efforts were definitely productive in that effort. So let me get this straight. Shadow, you're trying to remain back in the sh oh, <laughs> shadows? I, I'm still going towards the sound, but I'm trying to not be right next to Groth and Louie. Is the sound coming from downstairs or from out in the street? For you guys downstairs. Yeah. Okay. Um, so she's Shadow, trying to like either, like depending on if there's lots of people, she's just maybe trying to blend in or she's trying to hide one of the two. Yeah, what do we see? What's going on? She's being stealthy. Well. Or trying to be. Star, Bow, and Flint. What you see is several members of the Union, those who are hanging out at the mill. And Flint, you would without a doubt recognize their garb. It's pretty familiar in the sort of world you used to live in. Or the, the circles, rather. But you see a lot of these guys working in tandem with some of these hell riders, picking up barrels, picking up crates of things, and bringing them outside. And kind of haphazardly tossing them, while Mrs. Winthrop actually, or Miss Winthrop, rather, is not here. But there is the server of Hannah, who is here. And she's trying to sort of lay low like Hannah usually does, but she's just sort of passively playing with these people to not take stuff. And she's just like, I, we really can't like feed anybody with, with, without. So that. they're, they're appropriating like provisions. They're not just like sacking the place or like trying to find something. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Okay. Meanwhile, Groth and Shadow and Louie. You guys see, and being a little distance back, this huge pile of provisions that is seemingly being added to from several Hellrider members and Union members. And not just from the bar, but from other places in town. 
and there is a familiar face of Yelena Bors on top of one of these boxes, and to her right is Pavel Mikov, and they seem to be waiting. Um, yeah, uh, Flint will, like, just kind of seeing this whole scene and stuff, so yeah, um, Lads, they told me they keep all the good grain and all the good food, like, way in the back, so you might want to go check there twice if you haven't already. I'm trying to clear out some people so we can talk to Hannah. Give me a deception roll. Uh, 11. Can I give him any sort of help with that? Well, believe it or not, 11 is enough for these sort of goons, and they're like, well, thanks for the tip, little guy. Go on to the back. <laughs> Push open the doors of the kitchen. Oh, uh, just, yeah, Flint will, Flint will just kind of take that moment and opportunity to walk up to Hannah and just be like, where is Winthrop? She's, she's sleeping. She was up late last night. You might want to go wake her up. I think that's a good idea. And she exits through the back and leaves pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Flint will kind of just, I don't know, meander out to the front porch. Uh, we say Yell, what's her name? Um, Yelena Boers. Is she the one that was at the uh, at the mansion or the manor thing? Yep. Mm -hmm. The slave okay. driver. Um, so yeah, Flint will just walk outside, just noticing her and Pavel to say, uh, Ah, Yelena! No rest for the wicked, it seems. I could say the same to you. You look tired. Eh. I look worse than I feel. But that's not saying much. Uh, Star and Bo, what about you guys? Are you right on Flint's heels? Yeah, I think Star is, uh, despite what she may be feeling, is just sauntering on behind, sort of looking unbothered and uh, confident. Okay. Bo's following along as well. So. Okay. As you step out, Star, Yelena makes eye contact with you and shoots a glance towards Pavel, and he gives her a very quick nod. And she goes, <clears throat> Citizens of Brambleton, through the auxiliary executive powers of Sir Pavel Mikov of the 3rd Cavalry Scout Brigade, by order of Blackreach Empire, granted to him by the great conqueror Emperor Frederick Godfrey I. This town has been declared to be held in contempt of the Empire, under suspicion of insurrection. Henceforth, all residents of Brambleton are subject to Imperial law. I, Officer Yelena Bors, have been assigned to the temporary title of Baron of the Tybalt. My word will be law. And she stares directly at you, Flint. All citizens must remain within limits of this town, crossing past either entrance without a writ of travel notarized by the Union will brand you a fugitive of the Empire, subject to imprisonment or death. The Union will impose rationing amongst the town and its citizens. Certified Union representatives will go door to door and gather your food and drink. Failure to comply will result in imprisonment and forfeit of all property to the Empire. Rations will be distributed via the watering hole at dawn on the first day of the week. Silling rations are prohibited, punishable by imprisonment. Theft will be punished harshly. First offense will result in the removal of a hand that stole. Second will result in death. The mill is now considered a military installation. 
Entering that property without a Blackreach escort is punishable by death. In addition, the 3rd Cavalry Scout Brigade, also known as the Hellriders, are to be quartered by the Purveyor of the Watering Hole, while they oversee operations. This contempt will remain in place until an Inquisitor arrives for threat assessment. That is all. And she gives a nod, and the soldiers go about their business with the help of the Union workers. And Pavel steps forward to you, Starlet. And Flint, for that matter, and Bo. And nods, and he says, You know, we could use a hand in tackling all these places and raiding for goods. You all look capable, except... And... Bo, give me an insight. Yeah. Nine. He says, except the pious fool. And he does so with a, a lot of disdain. But you don't really know why. Um, Bo is a pretty confident man, and he just kind of is, I don't know the right word, is like, if you were to like tilt your head on its side, isn't like lilt, is that a word? Doesn't matter. He's going to tilt his head and just kind of like have like a tiny smile just like it just bounces right off him he just doesn't care his word doesn't affect him um I think Star she sort of lets out a sharp laugh and like tilts her head back and she says well with all this rationing I'm sure you'll have plenty of hands by the end of the week and she just kind of stares at him she's like Plus, the pious one has been quite helpful in our adventures previously. Perhaps we'll think on it, but until then, enjoy all the uh, armless hands you'll be receiving. He looks up and with a wicked grin, he says, I will. What about you, dwarf? Good coin to be made. Uh, Flint glances back at the other two and then just after a moment, just kind of takes, like, a decent-sized step, like, away from them and says, Well, I am currently in between jobs at the moment. Why don't we speak away from prying eyes? And he nods his head over and walks over um, to the nearest alleyway between the inn and Louis's place. And at this point, he is walking towards Groth, Shadow, and Louis. Uh, what are you guys doing? Shadow's gonna try to duck in some place and hide. Okay, roll me a if stealth. There's like a crate or something. Five. Some solid rolls tonight. Yeah. Some good fives. Yep, yep. <laughs> Five. Okay, that's very interesting. Groth and Louie. I don't know why I'm saying Anne Louie like I'm not the one who decides what he does. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it adds the immersion. Uh, Groth is going to telepathically tell Louis Povel won last night. Or at least he needs to think so. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna give a little bow as Pavel walks by. Say, Lord. He He very arrogantly 
bows, and you can tell that he loved that. And he looks at Louis, and he's a, he spits just, Phew! No room for destitutes in my path. Walk away, dwarf. Louis hangs his head low and stumbles back into the crowd. But then something catches the edge of Pavel's eye, and he turns around. He says, You there! Child! Behind the crate! Come out! Uh, Shadow's going to come out looking, like, really tentative and scared. Give me an insight. And she's not really, like, looking up, so her hair's kind of in her face a little bit, so... Um... I got a... Six. Okay. He says, look at me child she'll i mean look up a little bit but still letting her hair just kind of fall on her face and where are you for this flint um flint is pretending to not really be paying attention to what pavel's doing right now like i don't know maybe he's more like focused on watching like louis walk away or something but are you are you behind him near him following him yeah i'm i'm, I'm near them kind of I, I was just following pavel over here okay is yelena here too Yelena is not. She is okay out front the inn. So you're just a bit away, not too far, maybe 60 cool, yeah, feet. Yeah. And Pavel looks at you, Shadow, and looks back at you and makes eye contact with you, Flint. And you see this weird sort of reddish tint to his iris. Why don't you roll me a wisdom save? Who, for, for me? For you. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I got a minus one, so... Does Shadow 16. see him casting something? Give me an Arc Arcana check. If I'm so, near Flint, could I... Wait, are, are we still... You and Star are still at the bar. Like, out front of the bar, rather. The star bar. Star 18. bar. Star bar. 18. This, he, no somatic components, doesn't look like a spell. As far as you know, he turns around and, what'd you roll, Flint? 16. Okay. His eyes flare up and you, your heart sort of sinks for a moment. And you, it's like a fluttering instant feeling of just this warmth and, and admiration for this man, but it fades very quickly in a second. Like something tried to grab a hold of you but couldn't, and he's. Can, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Well, well, Flint was kind of planning this too. Notice uh, as soon as like Star was found out. Um, Shadow. Yeah. Why do I do that? Sorry. Same. Um, as soon as Shadow was kind of found out. Um, so Flint's gonna get kind of a weird look on his face now that he's like noticed that she's there. He's like, "That's that little cup purse that stole my gold when I rolled in the town," and he's gonna like kind of draw. Shadow's his gonna turn and, like, and run. Move towards her and yeah because yeah that, and that, it try to point. duck around a corner as soon as she can Pavel puts his hand up and stops you Flint and he Shadow's says Shadow's going she's like oh he lets you go okay and he says that child is of no concern to you I want her hand you're not going to get it she's his dagger I will reimburse you for that and far more. Look over the operations of the housing raids. Make sure all food and liquor 
are taken. The more we can hold from these people, the more this town is ours. I must leave. And he I'm assuming there will be somebody I could discuss pay with. Talk to Boars about it. Aye. And he gives him kind of a salute. As soon as Shadow gets around a corner, she casts invisibility and circles back to see what's going on. Okay. Star and... And we'll follow uh, the Hell Raider. Okay. Star and Bow. You guys notice. Both of you give me an insight, actually. Actually, I wanted to ask something, too. There yeah. was there was something that I wanted to do kind of before I walked away from them. Sure. Um, but I don't know. What do you- I basically, so... I have this... Uh, can I can I make a sleight of hand roll to see if I could slip something into Star's pocket before I left? Sure. Okay. Also, before she like Oof. starts following, she's gonna message from around the corner flint saying, I'm following invisibly. <laughs> okay. Uh rolled a nine. Yeah, I think with a nine it's enough where you just don't see an opening, you could do it. Yeah. There's a lot of eyes fair. on you. Okay. Star and Bo, give me insight checks. I did, and I have a plus fucking six for insight, but I rolled a two and a three, like, so far <laughs> for both of my... So it's a, um, uh, what the fuck? Eight. No re-roll or anything? No, I don't. Um, man, now that you say that, I do have one, but I don't think I want to use it on this shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got a, a six. Pavel walks by both of you, not even giving you a look. Looks towards Yelena Boars and says, uh, The town's in your hands, Yelena. I will return shortly, but there's business I must attend to. And he mounts on his horse and quickly, in in a very hurried speed, leaves town, headed south. He really has to poop? I can't poop in public. I can only poop in my own home. Can't poop in a disgusting Same. town like this. Um, after, uh, Shadow messaged me, I kind of want to, like, motion for her to follow close and then find, like, an alleyway or something where we won't be seen. Sure, you can find one easy enough. Okay. Um, kind of, you know, kneel down behind a barrel. I'm assuming Shadow's following. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about doing something, but quite. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I I'll... like it when Shadow does stuff. It's funny. <laughs> she takes a second to follow you because she's, like, debating something and then she'll turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you uninvisible? I'm still invisible. Okay. Uh, Flint is kind of looking around, just like holding his hand out or something. Like, (laughs) she'll she'll yank on your finger. Okay. (laughs) Um, listen, this whole town, a lot of bad things are about to happen very quickly. And he pulls out a uh, uh, envelope with a uh, a union seal on it and hands it to her. Says, "I need you to get this to the rest of the crew." Yeah. Can do. Okay. Keep your head low. Don't let any of those people see you. They won't see me now. A little late, though. (laughs) You'll do fine. Just find them, give them this this paper, tell them to read it. And as you hold out this document, it, and you let go of it, it disappears from thin air. Cool. Tanner, you know the document that I'm talking about? Yep. Okay, cool. It's your report card. Yep. 
don't give it to my dad. It's the uh, <laughs> it's withdrawing that of uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't look at it. You're too young. I'll explain it when you're older. Don't look at it, but I'm giving it to you. Uh, but yeah, Flint kind of gives her like a the sturdy nod, or at least the direction that he thinks that she is, because this might be the last time that we can talk for a minute. Be safe. You too. And um. Yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, Flint will turn and like find a couple idle like Union soldiers and just say, "You and you, we're tossing houses. You're with me under the orders of Pavel." Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, boss. <laughs> okay, boss. Shadow will open the paper and look at it. For those who didn't get it, it was the be that supposed to be the I was the joke was it was supposed to be the drawing of Sophia. That, uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I just I didn't finish my sentences, so anyone who's listening, I wanted to make the sure nude photo they could get right. The if you remember, joke. Flint in like the very first episode <laughs> stole a picture of um of uh, Star's long lost estranged, not even estranged, no, just but long lost, lost lover. lover. <laughs> yeah, I Nobody honestly that because you've been edited out. It was but. intimate. The honestly, I will say just real quick what I thought for a second, and then I realized that was the wrong campaign. Was uh, you remember the drawing that you made that I actually brought with me to Texas of um, Katoga oh, yeah. banging the... Making sweet, passionate love. <laughs> yeah, too. I don't remember her name. The captain of the ship. Yeah, I'm sure that's somewhere around here. We'll be what hung up when we if... have a room. What was the captain's I don't know if we... name? Yasha. 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 Yeah. 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 Love Yasha. It was a very, it was a very, very tasteful illustration. Katoga had the, the dick and balls. So Patreon yeah. content. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know if we can post no, that on I'm Instagram. Only I don't think fans. We can, but... <laughs> uh, good times. So you open this letter that was handed to you by Flint Oaken's Oakenfist, and it was, or it is rather, a writ of union contract that reads just says fart. <laughs> that reads fart. That's what they say in telegrams instead of stop. <laughs> fart in my world. <laughs> You're ordered to move your 20 leagues of men to the forefront, fart. Yeah. <laughs> it is imperative that time, the timetables are to be met, fart. I'm writing you to unfortunately share that our mom died, fart. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but your husband will not fart. be coming back from the war. Fart. 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 <laughs> the avant-garde, fart. Sorry, that one was real. Has failed. Fart. That one was fart. Yeah. <laughs> I just farted. Fart. fart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough. <laughs> Jesus. The writ reads. Well, that's hard to say. The writ reads. The individual listed above is operating under direct authority of the Empire and is, is entitled to all limited benefits and resources made available to the militia slash contract workers in servitude of the Empire of Blackreach. This writ exempts the individual from local slash municipal laws and regulations as pertaining to travel and transport and decrees that they are allowed to be, they are allowed to travel unhindered and otherwise undeterred. Any who would disobey the directives outlined in this writ of contract are in direct violation of Blackreach empirical degree and are subject to arrest, imprisonment, torture, pending a trial. Okay. So I was like, hmm, seems fancy. And then goes over <laughs> to uh, whoever she sees first and tries to just kind of slide it into their pocket. You tell me. Like, literally, whoever she sees or somebody from the party. <laughs> Some Someone from the party. Uh, boss, something appeared in my pocket. 
<laughs> it's, this, it's one of the guards. It's, one it's of the, the guard that you're with? That'd be great. Start yep. chewing on it. Just... <laughs> She'll message them and say, don't be surprised. Who are you <laughs> putting it in the put, pocket of? Whoever she sees first. I don't know who's closest. You tell me. Um, I'm guessing Groth's probably closest because they went by. Perfect. So she'll just kind of message Groth to warn him not to jump when she touches his pocket. Touches his butt. butt. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't jump? Oh, Jesus. What was that? <laughs> not the butt. Oh, words. <laughs> All right. And I think that is where we will leave it off for this week's episode of the Raw Roll podcast. Raw Roll? There <laughs> has been quite a bit of sexual mm -hmm. stuff going on. Here. It is a Jaw <laughs> Rule role-playing game. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody rule. gets to play as Jaw Rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only oh, class. God. Okay. This is exciting. I like this. I like this where this is going. Yeah, it's cool. thanks. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Tune in um, next week to watch everybody get arrested and Flint turn to the dark side. Yeah. Yep. Excited. But not before Star stabs Yelena in the eyeball. Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media? Listen to another episode or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.